Welcome to a brand new edition of Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. This is episode 21. <laughs> Big shout out to my co-host, A-Level, who couldn't be here today. But nevertheless, I'm going to be holding it down. I have a special guest on the show, an artist that's actually hailing from Orlando, Florida. He put out a project recently called Where the Sidewalk Ends. And um, I got to say, man, when I heard the project, I was just feeling it. I was like, wow, this is flavor here. So I want to talk to him about this project. But let me bring the brother in. He goes by the name of Midas the Beast. Welcome to Out the Box. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. What's the deal, Midas? How's everything, man? Everything's lovely, bro. What's the good word, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad I could finally get you on the line for this Out the Box interview. What's 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 it like out there in Orlando, man, with the everything going on with the pandemic? Is you know, we definitely oh, affected man. out here in New York. Yeah, we don't we don't have it as bad as you guys have in New York. Right. But um, you know, the state is shut down and you know, nobody can do anything. It's it's quiet, everybody's quarantined. I mean, there's a lot of cases, so there's a lot of uh, you know, uncertainty about everything so i mean we we feeling it out here too and we got a dumbass governor so you know we're 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 concerned that our shit is gonna be fucked up forever damn <laughs> yeah i got a friend that lives i'm not sure i got a couple people i know that live out there i don't think it's orlando though but um actually i, I think my friend my, my boy he just moved down there yeah i spoke with him the other day man so wow so I mean, y'all yeah. definitely not experiencing like us, but y'all got y'all, you know, challenges too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, New York is on a whole different level. Word. But, you know, like I was telling, I was telling my girl about New York because, you know, she's from New York as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, she's like, yeah, you know, like New York's crazy. I was like, yo, look at the movies. Every time anything go down, it go down in New York. Every <laughs> oh, time. my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers, whatever you want to talk about, when the drama come, it come to New York first. So Word. you guys, you guys are just in that spot. Somebody was talking about Gotham City the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, they ain't going with that again." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, man, I'm glad to hear that you you're good. That things are good with you. Um, yes, sir. I do. As I said earlier, I do want to talk to you about this album, but because it's my first man. time interviewing you, I, I kind of want to take it a little bit back just to give the audience sure. a little background on yourself. So tell us a little bit about how, you know, this process of becoming an MC and having a career in rap became a, a reality for you. Um, you know, my, uh, my uncle was big hip hop heads. Um, when I was a kid, my, my, you know, my, my mother's brother and my father's brother. Um, so when I would be, you know, hanging out with either one of them is, you know, my opportunity to kind of get saturated into to the classics. And, you know, this is in, you know, I'm 35. So this is in the, you know, I'm 10 years old, maybe in, in, in 94, you know what I'm saying? 95. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm soaking in the Cuban lynxes and I'm soaking in the, the, the 36 chambers and the Elmatics and, and the infamous and that whole, that whole steez. So, when I got into about high school, about middle school, 
my uncle on my mother's side started to to rap. And um, you know, every time I would kick it with him and his 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 friends, he'd be freestyling and, you know, all that kind of thing. So that's kinda of how it sparked and, you know, then I just started to do my little, you know, write my little rhymes on the side or whatever like that and kinda of took it through to school and, you know, met some other cats that rapped and, you know, it was kind of that kind of a come up as far as just kind of getting into MCing. Just being a fan of hip hop and and then having somebody around me that was MCing kind of did it. But um, you know, uh, in high school, me and my man uh, Johnny Storm became a group, a rap group, Golden Storms. Uh, Johnny Storm is a battler. He he done a lot of battle stuff. Um, okay. But back then, you know, we was a, we was a group, and you know, we we met my man I Make Mad Beats at a at a show. And from there, that's really the beginning of me kind of working on music and recording music was meeting I Make Mad Beats. Mm. So I uh, met him, his brother Zarism, and, you know, started to produce music with them. Um, me and I Make Mad Beats was a group called Blackout, and we did a couple joints, a couple projects locally in Orlando that came out and kind of made some little noise out here. Um and then he ended up moving up to uh, Purchase. He ended up going to SUNY Purchase. Mm. So when he left town from Orlando, that kind of opened up the, the door for me to start to work on some solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of now that I knew what to do in a studio and how to record and blah, 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 blah. That's how I, that's kind of how I got started working on music on my own. And that's when I put out my first couple projects, Midas First Mugs, El Midas Affair. Beast Wars, stuff like that. And, that, and that's in like the 06, 07 era, uh, which led up to, you know, finally putting out the debut album, which was AU uh, in 2012. So that's kind of a long-winded way of kind of breaking down like how it, how it all got started uh, and leading up to AU. AU was, AU was a big record for me. It, it, it opened a lot of doors, uh, you know, Got Rod Marciano on there early in the game. Prominent features on there. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of dope features. I got Planet Asia on there. Uh, Marco Polo did a beat on there. Ono did a beat on there. You had you one of my favorite so, MCs, and I don't really hear about this guy much no more. Um, I haven't heard about him lately, but Illustrate from Great Great Matter. Oh on man, you do know your ozone history. Well, I know, I know Great Matter, and I'll tell you why. Is because. Back in like 2005, when I was listening to, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Squeeze Radio, but it, um, at the time they went by Susio Smash, well, Jerk yep. 2 and um, yep. and Tim C, but now he's known as yep. Susio Smash. They did the WKCR, which was like, you know, the the new version of the, the Stretch and Barbito show. And they were the first ones to play Grey Matter up here. And I was listening to the record and then Fat Beats, the our record store at the time, they were, you know, they had a physical store in New York. They yeah, actually had the yeah. vinyl. I spent some time in that Fat Beats store. Yeah. So yeah, Grey Matter, man. Like, yo, I I gotta talk to you about that. Like, what's good with them? Like, you know, but that's what's up. Yeah, so a funny, a funny side note. Gray Matter was temperamental right. as, a, as a producer and uh, an illustrator. Illustrate, yeah. Well, t- temperamental still. I mean, that's my that's one of my closest friends. Uh, Dope. Temperamental mixed and ma- or not mixed, but temperamental has mastered every project I've ever put out. I noticed that. So, 
Yeah, he. You know, we still, name. we still, we still move pretty close as a unit. Um, Illustrate moved out of town. I see him every now and again. We we connect every now and again. I, I think I seen Illustrate maybe, maybe three months ago at a at a mutual friend's house, and we had some drinks and caught up. So you know, people still doing their thing. I don't know how much rapping he's doing nowadays, but he's one of the illest ever. Oh, he is, man. And, you yeah. know, and a lot of people don't know, but I, I just remember having that ear and, and I was checking for him and everything, you know, he put out. Well, Grey Matter put out was dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a special MC. So, yeah, he was on there too, on the opening joint, champion of the yes, box. Yes, yes. So, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the setup. And then, you know, after AU is really when I started to work on I mean, because AU, even though it was my solo album, there were a lot of hands in AU. I make mad beats and Zarism, uh, really, you know, executive produced AU alongside me. So we we worked on that really all closely together. After that, you know, I really started to kind of do projects on my own, loop stuff, and everything that kind of followed was 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 real solo stuff. Dope, dope. Now coming from a city like Orlando, like I gotta say. You're one of the few MCs that I know. And when I say MCs, I mean like lyrical dudes that have gotten, uh-huh. that has achieved a level of success where people all over the world know about you. Like, how'd you break through, you know, with Orlando not being a place like New York or LA where it might not be so music industry friendly or popular? Like, how'd you, how were you able to navigate through that to now where like so much people know you? Um, I think one of the big, big things early on was, you know, we were the, the squad and I, we were try, we were, we weren't afraid to try stuff early in the game. So like, for instance, you know, when I put out uh, Midas vs. Mugs, we put out Midas vs. Mugs the way that people put out projects today, mm. back in 06, back in, or maybe 05 that was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I I set a release date. I had a I had the the artwork all crazy, and we we debuted it on uh, MySpace, <laughs> and had a and had you send it links for everybody that wanted it. You know what I'm saying? It had everybody on the top eight change their profile pictures and all that. You know what I'm saying? So we really did a, a crazy kind of like internet grassroots thing, starting with the Midas Mugs, and. You know, the Midas Mugs project and then right after that the El Midas Affair project really brought in because I didn't I didn't do a lot with those projects. which which is crazy about the Orlando thing. I didn't do a lot with those projects locally. Mm. Um those releases was primarily internet based. Right. Even back then. So what ended up happening was I started getting hit up by all kinds of cats in Czechoslovakia and, you know, mm. <laughs> just Germany and Russia and you know, Japan and like, you know, people that happened across the project or, you know, got the link somehow or whatever like that. And I think that's kind of how it started to build a little bit was those kind of projects just starting to move around kind of overseas and the overseas kind of connection started to hit. I started to do a lot of features overseas mm. and, you know, build with a lot of dudes overseas. So that's really, that's kind of really how it happened locally. There's a lot of dudes out in Orlando that move the the meter much more than me locally. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not one of those dudes that's doing a million shows, um, you know, and being just kind of in everything in the local scene. I know everybody. I've done my stuff, you know, but I'm 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 probably not even a top five 
draw in Orlando if you were to come down here and be like, oh, who are the rappers? Because I don't, I don't get out much. Right. But as far as moving the music around on the net and and being a presence, you know, just kind of outside of the city, yeah, that that's kind of what opened up those doors. Dope, dope, dope. I gotta first say though, just going to the to that coming back to the actual album, the new album that you have out. Big ups to uh, Blueprint because he did a oh, brother. Yeah, he did a he has a podcast super du- super dutty tough work. Hope I'm yep. saying it right. And he gave a review of your project. And that's what made me say, you know what? Let me check this out. But I have been yeah. hearing about you all the way from back in the AU album. Like I had heard about you, but this was like yeah. the first time I said, yo, let me actually sit with this. And I got to say, when I first heard it, what grasped me was the production and your voice. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm a lyric head, so I'm, you know, I'm always listening for lyrics, but it didn't hit me yet. And then I tried, then I came back to it again and I was listening to the lyrics. And I was like, okay, he's saying some stuff. It's coded though. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Word. that's what made me say, you know Word. what? I got to get in touch with the brother. So um, what I want to do next is, and this will be for the remainder of the interview. Sure. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And... Because I'm a lyric head, you know, because I'm, you know, I like deciphering lyrics. I'm going to preface each question that I ask with a line or quotable. Okay. And you're, and this is, this is from the music on this album. And my hope is that you would kind of break down the meaning of the quotable. And then we go right next, we go right into the question and we keep it flowing like that. How's that sound? All right. Wonderful. Sounds dope. I'm with it. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. So, all right. First one goes like this. The interviewer asked me why so many metaphors, beast. It's either that or palace brawls with meta world peace. Right, 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 right. I need to know about that meta world peace line. <laughs> now, but go ahead, do your thing. Yeah, nah, that that uh. That that line is really like a, a a whole breakdown of like you know on AU the last the last song on AU, uh, walking away is is a song about how, you know my relationship with writing, is is one that I can't let go of even if I wanted to, right? So that line is more breaking down, like hey you want to you want to keep me sane. Let me do my thing with the pen. Let me work on rhymes. Let me work on music or whatever. Mm. If not, I'm out here, you know what I mean, punching dudes in the face while I'm out throwing bricks through windows and stuff. What's that what's that line that uh I think I heard Mace say it before, uh, you know, so was it for hip hop and be running up in your crib? Mm. <laughs> mm. So, I mean that's it's the same logic as that. Got it. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for this, it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd all be kinds of problems out. for a lot of people. Exactly. I figured that's what it was, but I said, yo, I got him on. Let me just reference it. You know, let me just spit it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. My next question for you is in reference to the producer on the album by the name of Del Digger. Is that yeah. is it Delhi Digger or Del Digger? Am I Delhi Digger. Delhi Digger. Okay, got it. Now, like I said, when I first heard the album, the production is what grasped me, right? Talk yeah, to me a little bit about yeah, talk to me a little bit about Delhi and how you and him got together for this project. Delhi is a savant, man. He's a record 
collector, record collecting savant. He's, uh, you know, based in South America. I've never met him in person. Really? Uh, we, he started sending me beats a couple of years ago. Um, maybe, maybe right before AU, he started sending me beats and the beats was good. I mean, there was a couple joints that I really liked. We did maybe four songs or something like that. Nothing, nothing obviously made AU. Mm. And we ended up not doing anything with those records. So maybe two years ago, he sends me a message. I hadn't, you know, we had lost contact, whatever. So maybe like two years ago, he sends me a message and he's like, yo, like, are you ever planning on putting out those songs? And I'm like, nah, not really. I mean, I haven't even thought about those songs. He's like, well, I got some new stuff, you know, you should check out. So he sends me a batch of beats and you know, the first time he sent me beats, if, it might have been two or three out of every 10 beats. You know, something I was like, okay, that's dope. Mm. Now, he's sending beats, and eight out of 10 is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crazy. And I'm like, yo, like, where did this come from? And he's like, yo, this is this is what I'm on right now. And I'm like, damn. So we just started knocking out joints. Um, and, you know, he kind of works like I work. So when we said, when I say we started knocking out joints, I'm talking about shit for the last two years, me and me and Dell, we probably been knocking out like, I don't know, three joints a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every week, every week guaranteed for like two years. You know what I'm saying? And it just started to turn into this real symbiotic relationship where he knows exactly what my sound is. He, you know, he, he's, he's tapped into what I'm looking for and what I'm trying to do. And I'm tapped into, you know, bringing out the emotions that he's he's looking to get expressed in. That's kind of what opened up the beginnings of working on this project. Wow, wow. Now, there's another producer that you mentioned named Sharp. Did he have involvement on this album, too, or just previously? Nah, uh, Sharp, Sharp didn't touch. Deli did the whole, he did the whole sidewalk. Okay. Completely me and Deli. But, but Sharp's influence is definitely... It's definitely something to be noted. Um, mm. You know, Delhi let me know that he had heard of me from listening to Loops One, mm. the original Loops, right. and of course, the original Loops was me and Sharp. Um, okay, yes. So yes. you know, he he kind of he kind of got put on via Sharp, and Sharp is my man. Me and Sharp, we've got several projects out, and me and Sharp work pretty hand in hand, even still. While I was working on Sidewalk. Pretty much every other weekend or so, Sharp would pull up to the lab, mm. listen to what, you know, what's current, kind of help me work on the track listing and let's use this song, let's not use this one. So Sharp was involved. Right, Sharp right. was involved. Dope, dope, dope. Now, the album, of course, is called Where the Sidewalk Ends, The Writings of Midas the Beast. Can you tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about what the significance of the album title is and the main message you wanted to convey with the music? Yeah, the... Uh, you know, it's an homage to the Where the Sidewalk book, uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends book by Shel Silverstein. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my my whole steez is I'm 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 really big on writing. I just I'm I'm it's it's you know I have a affinity for 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 beautiful words for for poetry. I can see. And that. you know, like Loops Two, if you go through the Loops Two kind of campaign and how Loops Two was rolled out, you know, everything was based around Charles Bukowski, the writer, and you know, how, how his madness was approached in writing. And one thing I, I took inspiration from the Shel Silverstein collection of poems called, you know, where the sidewalk ends was 
there were just a lot of these really ill short stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something a little different with this project. I want to tell, I want to tell little short stories. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when you listen to Sidewalk, Sidewalk clocks in at like 27 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not pretty long. short. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not long. and But it's funny because it's not long, but it's also like 12 songs. Right. So, but, but the songs are, you know, two minutes, a minute 45, they're real short, but they're just a little short story. So I kind of took, the, you know, I got the idea for working on short stories from the Shel Silverstein book. And that's kind of why I went ahead and just titled it that way. Dope, dope. I didn't know that. Actually, you know, when I went to your Bandcamp page, I don't see too much of a description of it, which is why I'm glad I'm actually mm-hmm. talking to you. But that was great to know that it actually came from a book inspiration. Dope, yeah. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my man Gift Revolver did the, the crazy artwork. Yes, and, I want to talk know, to you about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the art the art is crazy, but the art is, you know, also an homage to the book cover. The art is a is, you know, our take on the original book art. Okay, dope. I'm gonna talk I wanna talk to you a little bit more about that. So hold that thought on the um the book cover, because I want to come back yeah. to that. Let me actually go into another quotable though. I got another one for you, man. <laughs> um, so this one, how's it go? All right. Ah, I like this one. This is one of my favorites. I left the pantomima's face in a canatonic state, had the cannon on us. Like the kids on Aunt Jemima's waist from Marlboro. <laughs> like that one. I would have never. I would have never. I would have never pulled out that you was gonna pull out that that, that line. I love that one. Yeah, um, that's a crazy line. That's just wordplay, man. That's just having fun, having fun with wordplay. You know, had the cannon on us like the kids on Aunt Jemima's waist. You know, like the image. One of the big things I'm, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a thought, man. I was I was hanging out one day with my man Joe Rock. Um, he's a Orlando MC. He's real nice, and we were sitting down talking just about rhyming and MCing and stuff. And he said he said to me, he was like, "Yo, you know what you are? You are you're like a you're like a a high level reference MC." And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> and he's like, "Your ability to kind of pull out references." not so much go in, in a metaphor state or go in a simile state, but mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to pull out references is like your talent. With the and wow. that line is, you know, that line represents that, you know, had the cannon on us like the kids on Aunt Jemima waist. Like I can remember, you know, like the old, the old, you know, big black woman in the black and white shows and the, and the Sambo shits with the, with the, with the kids hanging off of her, off her ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just that kind of imagery that I'm trying to throw into the rhymes. Yo, you you want to know something, man? I looked mad hard for a picture of Angel Mama with some damn kids on her side, and I couldn't find it. Well, <laughs> you know like, what it was? But I you get know what it, it is, now, though, the way you just, explained it. It's not that it. it's Mama. Word, it's, I get you. It's, it's the it's the image of the black woman. Absolutely. You know, the old, the, 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 like on the cartoons and shit. Like they used to have those cartoons with Bugs Bunny. Like if you go way back when they Word. were doing the Sambo cartoons, cause that's really where the imagery kind of came from the Sambo cartoons with the big black woman who kind of looked like Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I <laughs> you know appreciate the lyric even more now that you break it yeah. down like that. That's what's up. All right. So I got another one. I'm going to throw a little bonus one in here. All right. So slick, slow kiss, short shifts the wedding. When the short shifts, the sauce gets sausaged in case. 
for duels near the water, keep a sword fishing case. Oh, I love that sword yeah. fishing. I know. <laughs> That 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 joint that's my uh, that's probably my favorite joint on the album. I love that song. Word, that song from Married to song. the Money. That's a high record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 my that's my joint. Um, how does the line start again? I gotta remember. Right, now. So I might I'm I'm just taking it the way I heard it, right? So I might not even have the exact words, but it sounds to me like you're saying, "So slick, slow kiss, short shifts the wedding." When the short yep, shifts, yep. You got it the right. sauce gets sausage then case. Now, it sounds dope. I'm one of them dudes out here alone. Like, yo, this shit sound dope, but I'm not quite well, sure everything <laughs> that he's saying. So, I, I you yeah. know, that's why I'm asking slow, to break it down. So slick, slow kiss, sauce shifts the wedding. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that line right there was just a, first of all, you know, I'm always trying to come up with crazy patterns and wordplay. So, that's just, on the top, it's just wordplay, but you know, when you dig a little bit deeper, it's like, yo, like the moment where the the the, the bride and the groom have that kiss, mm -hmm. that's the moment where the energy shifts in the wedding. You ah. know what I'm saying? So, so slick, slow kiss, short shifts the wedding. Uh, the source gets. What's the next line? Yeah. Uh, okay. Slow, slow, so slick, slow kiss, short shifts the wedding when the short shifts. Yeah, the when the short shifts, the sauce gets sausage in case the duels near the water, keep a swordfish in case, had a talk with the reverend. Ooh. Of course, thoughts is biased. I'm God, right? My foot princess walks with the liars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, really, all of that was a setup for me trying, like, there was a couple setups I was trying to do. I was nice. trying to get to the, the line about, uh, for duels near the water, keep the swordfish in case. That line, the, the, is, the, the, that, that line the is track. Awesome. The track sounds like a, a, a western to me. <laughs> ah, I could dig it. You know what I'm saying? So to me, like I was trying to like do my my fly Clint Eastwood rhymes on that mm. shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when it when it, for duels near the water, keep the swordfish in case. Like I think one of the lyric kind of inspirations for that line. You familiar with the Asu Rod Jizzle joint? I'm familiar of it, but I don't know it too well. Yeah. Yeah. Jizza had the line where he said, uh, it's like getting stabbed with ice and watch the evidence melt. Right, you know right, what I'm right. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that shit is crazy. So, like, that's kind of kind of a little, like, lyric inspiration for that. For duels near the water, keep the swordfish, you know what I'm saying? Pull a swordfish out the water and have a duel with no. that. Like, meaning... Okay. Whenever, whenever you want to get it, we could get it. I, I'm, I'm gonna find a, I'm gonna find a sword no matter what. No doubt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that was a clever line. When I heard it, I was like, boom, that's that's hard right there. The swordfish, <laughs> got it. So let's move right along, man. I want to talk a little bit about the album cover, right? So there's a few things yeah. happening in the artwork, right? It looks like there's a picture of yourself. It, that's I'm pretty sure that's you on the cover kneeling over yeah. the edge of a cliff trying to grasp what appears to look like some rhyme sheets there's a dog yeah. behind you your hand kind of gets dark as it's reaching down explain yeah. about the meaning of behind the album cover and how you came up with well that. you know mainly the album cover is is a direct homage to the to the actual where the sidewalk ends where mm -hmm. or if you look at that if you look at that cover it's a it's the same thing where there's like a dog falling off and then there's a boy and a girl looking over the edge of the sidewalk. Okay. Um, what we added to it was we added the, the book, 
of rhymes. We got rid of the girl. Uh, and we kind of, you know, of course, the arm. So the, the thing about the arm is that whenever me and Gift Revolver do a project, I always tell them I want to make sure we incorporate the beast in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No matter what. So like with the Loops 2 project, I had Charles Bukowski's face, but started to be damaged all up, like on some on some beast stuff. We had the crazy Midas teeth. Mm. And a couple of the singles we put out, he did artwork where like the arm would be disfigured, like a, like it's a beast arm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when we did this, even though it was going to be like a, 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 a friendly character on the cover, I still wanted the arm to show like, yeah, but it's still the beast though. And plus, you know, my, in my crazy, like Wu-Tang mysticism brain, like, you know, I'm always writing rhymes with the beast arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I sit down to write, I'm writing it with the beast arm. So that's kind of how we incorporated that to make sure it's in there. And then, you know, one of the, one of the other kind of inspirations for this project was the Nas joint, my book of rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that song has been a big inspiration for a lot of my stuff because I just love the fact that Nas took an opportunity to shed light on a lot of those rhymes that, you know, wouldn't get light in a normal song structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of one of the things about this project was like, okay, like these aren't traditional songs, 16, 16 hook, you know, this, that, and the third. These are, these are paragraphs. These are poems. You know what I'm saying? So like, I basically wanted to illustrate that you were going to get a project filled with, you know, some of these rhymes that, that, that otherwise you probably wouldn't have got a chance to hurt. Mm, definitely. I could dig that. Now in the beginning of the album, obviously there's a skit that kind of starts the album yeah. and you hear what seems like it's your voice saying, yo, Deli, we did it again. We did it or something like that, you're saying. Yeah, we cracked the code, baby. We cracked the code, yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) what you're saying. We cracked the code. And then you say near the end of the skit, it's like the Chronicles of Narnia for (laughs) hip-hop. Break down why why you use the Chronicles of Narnia reference for this album. You know, I just feel like, you know, like when, when, on the Chronicles of Narnia, when, when my dude Edmund stumbled into the into the wardrobe for the first time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like this is when you listen to this album as a listener, you're this is your opportunity. This is you stumbling into the wardrobe for the first time. Because to me, and I of course I'm biased because it's my album, but to me, the album don't sound like nothing else that's out right now. It don't. It, it has a completely different energy than a lot of the wave that's moving. And and I got love for the wave, man. The wave is dope. The, the post Mossberg wave has been crazy. You know what I mean? There's a yes. ton of dope MCs and a lot of dope producers have come out of this wave that we're that we're kind of rocking in right now, the Griselda wave and all that. And I kind of wanted to do something that sat well with those same ears, but doesn't doesn't sit in that space. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is your opportunity to walk through a wardrobe, a sound that's kind of different. Like they, hey, there's no drug deals on this album. Yes. Which I <laughs> you know appreciate. what I'm saying? There's no, there's no murders on this album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's different. It's a little bit different in that sense. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a lot of the big drums, you know, we stayed in, 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 in a little bit of loop sphere. So, you know, it, to me, it was, it was just like entering the wardrobe for the first time. 
I, I got to say, I, I appreciate and commend you for taking that direction. That is a honorable and a, 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 I also would say a valuable approach to, to hip hop. So um, definitely. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. All right, I got another quotable for you. Sure. Let's see, let's see what else I got. I had to kind of write them down to just make sure I'm I'm saying them the right way. <laughs> <laughs> they they supposed to have the lyrics up on uh you know the streaming sites and all that well, and on the band I, camp. I listened so. to them. I wasn't able to find any lyrics. I just kind of listened. And yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to be up. It's supposed to be up. Okay. But go ahead. Dope, dope. All right. So let me see what I'm gonna go with. All right, I like this one. This one is from Haku's Haiku, which is another dope track. Oh, my god! Yeah, that's that's the last joint that we did for the album. Oh, the really? album was done by the time we recorded uh, Haku's Haiku. Nice. All right, so this one goes like this. When he rhymes, the critics say he's set back rap. He ain't sorry. He, he returned to artistry after R&B. In wintertime, he wrote all his heat on an autumn leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that line, you know, the critics say set back rap. Um, you know, one of the things that I kind of was conscious of in working on this project, like, you know, kind of leading off of what I was just talking about was was actually being extremely artistic throughout the project. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember growing up loving the fact that, and it's something that you kind of mentioned, kind of wanting to delve into the lyrics, like, there's there's lines on it was written that I'm just catching this year. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Twenty however many years later, I'm like, yo, that's what that means. Beautiful. <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? Or or whatever. And yes. that discovery of 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 the words and, and, and the meanings and everything, that's kind of the thing that made hip hop special for me. It's the artistry in it. Um, there's a lot of Doom stuff you'll listen to where you'll just catch the reference, yes. you know, like Doom got a line, um, every Saturday it's mystery meets seaweed stew, right? We need uh, on the food album. <laughs> yes, and yes. like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, what that means. And then one day on a YouTube, whatever, I, I, I run across it. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the homeboy was talking about. So like, this album was an opportunity for me to, to kind of highlight artistry like free free artistry you know what i'm saying and when i say return to artistry after r&b you know r&b to me kind of died down you know after the 90s mm. you know what i'm saying so it was just like kind of using that as a time reference that like okay after the 90s you know a lot of this a lot of this uh artistry kind of died down and it turned into movements mm. this movement that movement this movement that movement but what about the artistry though and that's kind of what i wanted to make sure so going back in the to the pre-90s is kind of what you were referencing with the r&b right yeah right makes sense and then the heat on the autumn leaf yeah that's just some fly shit you know like <laughs> you know like that's some oxymoron shit like yeah. you know it's just it's just in the winter time you like kind of just referencing like all the seasons at once and, and, and when the time he wrote all his heat on an autumn leaf, you know, like there shouldn't even be an autumn leaf left over in the wintertime. And the fact that you're able to write something hot when it's cold, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't even be a thing. Right, right. So, you know, that's just kind of flipping styles on that. Got it, got it. I got another one I'm going to hit you with too, man. I'm, I'm going to throw in another yeah. one. Yeah. 
This one is from Craig Sega, which I really like this record. Craig Sega. Every yeah. record is dope. And I want to actually talk to you about the titles too, but let me go with this, this, this quotable here. Now, I might not have it right, but I'm going to just say it how, I've been, how, I was, how I was hearing it. Yeah, I'll see if I can put yeah. it together. The kid could night crawl a bent for frequent flyer miles, tiger style, earned your stripes from a frosted flakes mailing. Plans to recover yeah. what's mine with with Kate flailing. I don't know if you're saying Kate or Cape. Cape like, like Superman's Cape. Okay, I figured that was what it is. Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead, break it down. Yeah. Um. What's the first part of that line? So I can catch it again. Yeah. Um. It says oh, the, earned, uh, the kid could night crawl. No, it's before that you started. Yeah. It says the kid could night crawl a bent. Yeah. I'm not sure Got what it. you mean by so, bent, or if I'm saying it the right way. For frequent nah, you, you, miles. You, you, yeah. you close. So okay. I was, I'm a big comic book fan, man. Like, I'm a big comic book fan. You know, anything creative literature, I've always been a fan of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I picked up the night so like, and of course, yeah. Right. And, yeah. of course, going back to the references and stuff like that, like, I always thought it was ill. Like, your boy Nightcrawler, when he would teleport, they always wrote it in the comics as a BAMF. It would be B-A-M f or bampf or something like that like dance you know what i'm saying that was like the sound that it made when he would when he would teleport so you know the kid can night call a band for frequent flyer mouth you know tiger style that's just kind of flipping and then earn your stripes from a frosted earn your stripes from a frosted flake mainland like you know what i'm saying like that's just kind of given like yo what if and there may have been a campaign like this i don't know but like i could totally see a campaign in the 80s where they'd be like yo you know sending five dollars nail in and you'll yeah, get you'll that. earn your stripes yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying type deal so that's kind of how i was all flipping that like you know earn your stripes from a frosted flakes mailing because you know tony the tiger got the stripes whatever yeah um earn the stripes from a frosted flakes mailing plans to recover with my, what's mine with cake flailing you know what i'm saying and that line is just like you know that's the the, the, the mc and me saying like yo like all this shit is supposed to be mine anyway so you know that the plan is to come get it and, you know, with my superhero cape flying behind me on some shit. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, I noticed. I was like, if he, if it sounds like he mean cape, I thought, I thought it might have, it might have been, you know, like a, a chick's name, Kate. But when I listened and I was like, nah, it sounds like he's saying cape. And I caught the visual yeah. when you said it. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite lines on there, too. Yeah. That's a, yeah, earned stripes from a frosted flakes mail. And when I wrote that, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of ill. <laughs> now, is it earned your stripes or earned his stripes? Earned his stripes. Earned his stripes. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's from Craig Sega, which I want to ask you too, um, when you look at the actual titles of the songs on the, on the project, with the tracks being pretty short, I noticed that like the song titles are like word references from the actual song, right? So each song is like, yeah. it's like it, you might have said Craig Sager like once or like, for instance, once, like Concrete. Yeah. You said it, you only said it once on the track as far as I recall. And I'm just curious to know, how do you make the decision to say, okay, I'm going to use that word reference and I'm going to title it? Yeah, I mean, unless the song. the song has like a, unless the song has like a super... Uh, like you know for me unless it has like a super obvious like like theme uh you know then then you kind of get to you kind of get the space to be creative with what you call it mm. you know what i'm saying like if if now there you know if, if it's a song about you know you know 
your your mother, right? Like being, you might you might be kind of limited in what you name it because it's the, what you name it's got to right, be right. something in reference to your mother. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you kind of just doing these free associative songs, you know, like these ones are these poems, uh, it's kind of dope to kind of just be like, yo, what should I call this? And to be honest, when it comes to you know the 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 the, the songs being named after something that's already in the lyrics, like you know when I'm I, so I type out most of my lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I finish typing it, right when I finish typing it, the first thing you gotta do is save it as something. Mm. <laughs> so I, I never think about that while I'm writing it, of course. But of course, I get to the end and it's like I save it. I'm like, well, what the hell am I gonna save it as? I don't know. So then I just start kind of scanning through the verse, like, yo, what's the ill part of this verse that I could just name it so I don't, so I'll remember what it is. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's that's a lot of times whatever I named it when I write it is what sticks when it's recorded. Ah, okay. You know, I and and the reason why not I, every time, but 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 a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I ask is because a lot of artists do this. A lot of um, especially like a lot of underground artists, you it'll be like a you know like a one verse track and it'll be like yeah. one word you know and there are some records on here that like you're actually saying the word over and over it may it may come in the form of a, a sort of like a hook in a way a but hook, like, yeah, a hook or something, particularly yeah. with concrete i was listening i was like yeah i only heard it once and i was just curious to know like the mindset as, as to like how you you know pick your titles and stuff yeah, I mean, con- and concrete is such a crazy sample, man. Yes, like, yes, the 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 mood of concrete, kind of thi- You know, that's the one thing about Delhi that's really dope is that where we connect is Delhi sends me moods, feelings. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy for me to to come up with the with the paint, you know, or the the, the you know the, the the writings on the canvas when the canvas has so much spirit already in it. Mm-hmm. and you know like concrete had so much spirit and you know the sample from belly and mm-hmm. and 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 just the texture of Nas's voice and the sample that comes in as it starts you know what i'm saying like it just kind of opened up the floodgates to like yeah i can see this being about you know like the streets and like you know but looking at it from from a different perspective like that's the, yeah that's just kind of how that that kind of stuff comes together how does midas the beast define himself as an mc um i'm a i'm a i'm a writer to me i'm i'm more of a writer than i am an mc like when people ask me what i am and what i do as it pertains to music i tell them i'm a writer i write you know what i'm saying i i it's very rare that you'll say hey uh you know what are you doing i'm like yo i'm a rapper i'm an mc i'm a writer i'm saying i'm a writer i like to express through written word um that's that's what's fun now in my younger days i was definitely a rapper 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 uh-huh. i was battling and you know ciphers and the whole deal like that's when i was in my super but you know now you know i think with maturity i've turned into a writer um and i and i i present myself that way dope dope i i could definitely respect that and i i would say hence the uh the subtitle for the album the writings of midas the beast Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I'm a, I'm a student, man. I'm a son of, I'm a son of Raekwon. I'm a, son of, <clears throat> I'm a son of MF Doom. I'm a yes. son of Rock Marciano. Like I'm a, I'm a student. You know what I'm saying? So like, just, just kind of, 
you know, when I when I define myself as an MC, it's 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 the the, the second, you know how they used to call Nas the second coming of Rakim. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm the second coming of 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 that era where people really spent time trying to put their rhymes together in thoughtful ways. Yes, I could dig it. And, and you know, it's it's interesting you say Doom. Doom being my favorite MC, uh, my favorite writer, if 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 you want to go with that that term. Uh, when, yeah. I, when I was listening to you, I was like, it was reminiscent of Doom, like just your style, your approach, the references, you know, the metaphors. It was just even like the way some of the lines added up. I was like, yo, this is this is similar to to Doom. So I could definitely hear the yeah, Doom is a Doom is a huge, big big influence on on uh on my style and yeah. and kind of just the way I I viewed rhyming like. Doom, Doom was a big influence when I when I first heard uh, 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 yeah, what was it like lactose and lecithin I think was oh, one of the Hornville first Villa. Doom joints that I really blew my mind. Victor <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I first peeped that, I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, then that one joint, uh, confirmation of your worst fears ever since his first years had a thirst for beer. I'm like, yo, this dude doing crazy. So like, kind of. It, it put a battery in my back. I mean, I was already rhyming for yeah. years by the time I heard Doom, but like yeah. by the time I heard Doom, I didn't think there was, you know, there was there was a lack of artistry. Mm. And then Doom comes out, and then oh my God, you can still do stuff like this. Like yeah. you can you can flip lines like this. Like people will be interested. Like okay, yeah. let let's play. <laughs> it's so dope to see people, st- you know, rappers still be inspired by artists like this. Man, like Doom is is a legend in my, in my eyes, you know? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The so, God. Yes, man. So I'm gonna go to another quotable. This one is from Opal. Opal. It goes, yeah. the way he climbed the ladder, it's like he shed a tear, but kept a straight mug. You know, the rug cleared waivers and passed for weight, but blade smeared the gloves. I don't know if I said the yeah. last part, right? But yeah. Um, What's the opening line in it that piece? The, the, the way he climbed the ladder, it's like yeah. he shed a tear. The way he climbed the ladder, is like he shed a tear, but kept a straight mug, you know, the rub, clear waivers, and passed for weight, but blade smeared the gloves yes. with, and inspected the deck uncontrolled substance for yeah. a Disney afternoon tune for roll duckers. Ooh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the Opal is one of the, like, number one joints on the album that gave me an opportunity to to, to just wordplay crazy. That beat that beat was just bananas. When Delhi sent that through, I'm like, yo, we're 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 gonna do it on this one. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's just that's just wild wordplay. Uh the way he climbed the ladder is like he shed a tear. That line that line is like, you know, each 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 rung you go up, you're a tear higher. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you shed a tear every ah. time you go up the ladder. Get it. You know what I'm saying? So, but, and then of course the metaphor being like you shed a tear from your eye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like a double So the way you find the ladder is like you shed a tear, but kept a, you know, and of course if you shed a tear, you crying, but right. he kept a straight mug. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? He kept a straight mug, you know, the rub, cleared waivers and passed for weight. So like, you know, like on the, in the NBA where you'll, where you'll be on the waivers, you know what I'm saying? You'll clear the waivers and you'll, you'll pass for whatever team wants to pick you up off the waivers, uh, you know, you pass the injury report, uh, clear waivers and pass for weight, but blade smeared the gloves with, 
and inspect the deck uncontrolled substance for a Disney afternoon tune for roll duckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and and that it's just having fun with lines, man. Like that yeah. that parole duckers line is funny to me. Like you know, every every Disney afternoon show had those uh, <laughs> had those ducks in them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Everything was yeah. duck something. Dark you know what I'm saying? Duck. And I was like, yo, what if they did a show about like you know parole duckers, the ducks on the run? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that would be crazy. So you know, just just having fun, man. Like that that's actually Opal's one of the joints that I had the most fun writing. Oh, wow. Just getting to play around with ideas and crazy off-the-wall thoughts and stuff like that. Here's another one from Opal. The fire out his brim growed brimstone. So many yeah. him clones, he lost hymnal until he enters Avastar, no, Avatar state when Jim skin glowed. Yeah. <laughs> so many him clones, he lost hymnal. Yeah. And that's, you know, that line is real, man. That, that's, a, that's a real line. That line is about, you know, when, when Mossberg came out. Because Mossberg is a seminal record for, for, for hip-hop. Definitely You know is. what I'm saying? When, when Mossberg comes out, you know, there was a lot of dudes that wasn't fucking with that sound that was like, yo, we, we, we back. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it was almost like, uh, because I'd been on that way. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the sound that I had been on, you know what I'm saying, for years. And that's the energy that I had been giving for years. That's the flavor. That's the shit that I was, I was, I was working on in my own, you know, my own music. But also, that's the shit that I was, I was praying for would make a return to the forefront of the game. Mm -hmm. And I never thought it would. You know what I'm saying? So when when Mossberg drops, all the the the, the people who gave it up and, and and moved on to different styles of hip hop wanted to come back, <laughs> mm. and new dudes came out, and you know that's what turned into so many him clones. He lost him though because it's it's it, it started to oversaturate with a lot of dudes trying to do stuff like Mars or trying to rhyme, you know, in ways like I was rhyming, and it, you know, kind of you know, brought back the competitiveness in me, like, okay, you know, and you could have, you could have lost yourself in how many, how many MCs came out of that way. But, you know, this is, I think it's beautiful because it all, it also opened the door for me to create something like that, which is completely different. Yes. Yes. So you said, so in, in the line hymnal, break that, that, that word down, how you used it. No, that, that line was him though. Oh, him though. See, I thought I, I, yeah. I thought it was different. Okay. Him though. Yep. So many him clones. He lost him though. Oh, okay. He lost him. Though. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And the the brimstone. The fire out is brim, wrote brimstone. Like it, it yeah, sounds it like a brimstone. biblical reference. Just, you know. Yeah, you know, it's just like the fire, the fire out is brim grows brimstone. Like you know, the smell of brimstone will raise off from just you know from from being in the lab and working on music and putting out music like. That's just the that's just the line talking about you know kind of how I get down with the chat. Yeah, yeah, and it, it makes sense with the opal being like a stone and stuff like that or a gem. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you say, uh, he enters Avatar state when Jin skin glows. When Jin skin glows, yeah, because you know, like on the Avatar, uh, like on the Avatar uh, cartoon, you know, he would his the arrow on his head would light up. Mm. You know what I'm saying when he entered Avatar state. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's that's when you knew it was on. <laughs> you know, when the arrow light up, you're like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And that's kind of what that is. It's like, yo, all right, we're we 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 we'll play with you, but you know, at some point we're gonna enter Avatar state, and then that's when you know it's on and pop. Definitely, definitely. Yo, Opal is such a dope record, man. Like, I, I gotta say, this album, although it's short, it doesn't lose a step. And those are like my favorite types of projects. Like, it just flows. Track flows from one to the next. So you don't even realize that, like, some tracks are that short. Or you don't realize that some tracks just only have, like, one verse. It just flows. Like, you, sometimes I feel like I could get lost in this album. I could be, like, in the middle of the album and not realize I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we you know, the, the, the term that I used, you know, I was talking to I Make Mad Beats and I told him, I didn't want these to be called songs. I wanted them to be called moments. Moments, yeah, you did say that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are, these are, these are feelings, you know? This is, this is lyrics to a soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were to describe a mood, that's, that's what I'm trying to do on every joint here. Uh, Delhi just sent me a, a mood. So what is the what is the what is the verbal description of this mood? Mm. And that's kind of what we did. So did you dictate your lyrics based on what the mood of the beat was? Like you heard the beat first. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. There was nothing written prior to receiving the beat on, on this project. Right, right. Let me ask you this you know, going back to the current state that we're living in right now with the, you know, the, the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, how are you keeping the business end of your artistry afloat? Like how, yeah, and also how has the pandemic impacted your artistry? Like how's that working out for you now? Well, the pandemic has impacted it from just being home. Mm. Uh, you know, my house is the lab. You know what I'm saying? Like I have... You know, I, I have a I have a day job as well. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I I I, I have a, a a corporate job or whatever you want to call it. Sure. But the pandemic has put me home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because I'm home all the time, and you know I have the lab at the crib, the pandemic has been actually pretty beneficial to the music because I'm home mm-hmm. all the time. Right, right. So I'm in the lab every day, every day. I mean, I've probably recorded more music in the last I don't know. 50 days since all this happened than any other 50 day period. <laughs> wow. So you've okay. actually put it to good use. The, the oh yeah. I'm in, yeah. I'm in the lab. I mean, any excuse to, to, to be in my studio, you know, and, and this is an excuse to be in my studio 24 seven. Right. That's good. That's good. You know, I'm, I've, I figured I asked that question because I know this is a time where like a lot of people in the music industry are, you know, somewhat hurting because, you know, a lot of people depend on touring and, you know, being out there to actually fund their their artistry. But just was curious mm-hmm. to see how that... But, you know, like, when I think about it, even with your rise to, you know, you being renowned and, and more people knowing about you, that always came from a place of you utilizing the internet. So it seems like yeah, it just is working to your advantage like it always has. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Internet is a internet is a it's the wild wild west, man, and it changes every day and you know, it's crazy. I mean, I'm definitely I'm, I'm even to that point, I'm still not 
anywhere near the most savvy internet guy, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's what you, it's the tools you have to play with in this, in this, you know, in the, in the current game. So that's, that's how I've been flipping it. And I'm a homebody anyway. Like, yeah. you know, I like to be in the lab, like to be, I mean, that's what I like to do. So, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not out a lot. I'm not in the street a lot. I'm not, you know, in, in, at all these events and doing this and that and the third, like I'm the dude that will go, Oh, what's happening tonight? Oh, there's a show. I could go to the show or I could work on a song yeah, <laughs> and I'll go, yeah. I'll work on a song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like it's the internet has been beneficial for me because I don't really want to go no way anyway. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I saw a meme, like when this whole social, social distancing first started happening, where somebody was like, people that are introverts, they love this moment right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and that's, the, yeah, straight yeah, up. It's beautiful for us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad to hear that you're putting the time to good use. Let me ask yeah. you in, in closing, I know it might be a little early to, to forecast this, but just as far as you're thinking, what can people anticipate from you as far as your next moves and your career like what, what, what can they anticipate as far as you could foresee? Yeah, man. Um, I got a fun, I got a fun rest of 2020 planned, man. Um, mm. you know, obviously continuing to push sidewalk. Uh, I yes. got a, a little, well, the next project that I'm, I'm dropping is a, is a project with uh producer, Saddle Gold. Okay. Um, Not familiar Saddle with him, Gold. I'm gonna look for that. Yeah. Saddle Gold is a, is a monster, man. Did a bunch of joints with, you know, West Side Gun and, you know, uh, Mac Homie and all kinds of cats like that. He's, he's a, he's a savage. So, uh, me and Saddle Gold got a, a 10 track joint that's going to be dropping. I don't know, within the next five months, three months, something like that. Excuse me. It's, it's, it's currently being mixed. So that's done. That's, that's going to pop off. Um, you know, me and Sharp, me and Sharp got a, got a, got a project in the stash. Um, okay. that we getting, you know, getting together, getting ready to try to get that out. So both of those projects should be out, uh, by close of 2020. Nice. Um, so we got the sharp project coming. and the final gold project. As far as after that, you know, the, <laughs> this is kind of funny to some people, but me and Delhi recorded like a hundred songs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we only used 12 of them, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really? So uh, we've kind that? of always, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we really recorded a lot of songs, and we're still recording. He actually, uh, this week we did two joints, um, and okay. he sent me a beat tonight. So, you know, we, 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 we stay, we stay working. So, Delhi and I's follow up project has kind of already been mapped out. The wow. the track listing has been put together already. It's kind of already figured out. We haven't started mixing it yet, but okay. it's 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 created. Um, it, it has a chance to a song here or there can be moved around based on if we record anything that we feel is better fitting, you know, before we put it out. But there, there's, there's going to be not only a follow up to sidewalk, but several. Nice. Nice. And and the sidewalk sound is different. So like the stuff I'm doing with Saddle Gold and the stuff I'm doing with Sharp, that stuff don't sound like sidewalk. That's different sounds, different feelings. And it's a great lane for you to follow in. Because I, I sense that it, it, it's like a whole new sound that you could be developing that is, you know, is your thing. You know what I mean? So I like it. Yeah, that's just us. That's just our yeah, thing. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's our little run the jewels thing. 
<laughs> ah, okay. I see. Wow, wow. Is there any like artists that I know you mentioned like Delhi and, and Sharp and some other people that you work with? Is there any artists that you aspire to work with that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to really see? You know, oh, you know, collaboration take to before I answer that, yeah, and before I answer that, I just got to mention, I almost forgot, um, myself, uh, Zarism, and I Make Mad Beats are, are finally working on a, 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 a team album. That's something that nice. we've been talking about since the early 2000s, and we right. never actually sat down and put a project together, and we're, we're actually in the finishing stages of putting a project together with me and Zarism is both rhyming over I Make Mad Beats production, and it's crazy. <laughs> It's it's crazy. Wow. So there so that 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 that's probably gonna pop off before the end of twenty twenty two. So at least another three projects before twenty twenty closes out. Um now as far as you were talking about influences? Yeah, or no, or like artists that you would hope to work with that you haven't worked with yet. Um that's an interesting question. <laughs> the reason why it's interesting is because I've kind of moved on from the I've, I've kind of gone in reverse as okay. it pertains to collaboration. Okay. Um, you know, there's no collaboration at all on sidewalk. Um, and I, I kind of just wanted to, I'm in a space now where I, I want to be, I want to be free from having to do too much figuring when working on music. And okay. every extra person that comes into the space, you got to do some figure politics. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, just the whole, you know, unless it's organically done, like we're in the lab together or we're, you know, whatever, like it's, it's, I think the days of me trying to like reach out and see if I can, you know, I'd love to do a song with, with this dude. Let me see if I can reach out to him. I don't know if I'm going to be doing too much of that okay. uh, moving forward. So for me, it's just about working with the guys in my crew. You know what I'm saying? The, the dudes, the, and, and those are the dudes that really inspire me. And, you know, there's, I got some real Ill, Ill MCs as part of my team and ill producers as part of my team um, that I, that I love working with. I mean, of course there's artists out there. Look, any opportunity I have to work with Marcy, I'm going to work with Marcy. Marcy's that's the God. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Left Side Gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that would that okay. would be something dope. Um, you know, but uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I've I've you know, and then of course Legends, you know, Primo, yes. <laughs> uh, The RZA, you know, something like that. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. those would be dope. But uh, you know, for the most part, it's just I want to just make music with my team and the guys that that I break bread with. Listen, I value and I respect that. And I think that's a great lane for you. You know, a, a great angle for you to keep pushing. It, it, it'll probably speak a lot to, to, to your career years from now, you know, that you've taken that approach. So that's what's up, man. Listen, yeah, it's, man. Not, it's not so much about, you know, I want the fuck. A lot of these dudes have got they, they got their light already. So, mm. you know, but, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to help them get any lighted. You know, I'd rather I'd rather build my temple myself. You know what I'm saying? As much as possible. Got it, got it. Listen, man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today at Out the Box Talks. I wish you nothing but success with this project. Oh man, I appreciate that. Yes. And all the other stuff coming up, man. I'm gonna close with one last quote 
if if I can. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So this one is another quote from Haku's Haku Haku Haku. Yep. Uh, it says, "If I'm speaking and them ends tweeting, I'm yep. Sylvester, the peak for time yep. professor, unseen in five semesters, Sinestro course, slicked here with the shoulder pads, Destro war." Yeah, <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right. But go ahead, break that. Yeah, down. you got it. You got it right. Uh, you know the Sylvester line. If I'm speaking and they tweeting, I'm Sylvester. You know because Sylvester was always trying to get Tweety. Yes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how that broke down. Uh, the Peaks for Time Professor, unseen in five semesters. So when I say the Peaks for Time Professor, I'm referencing, you know, you ever seen those movies where the professor might be walking, like the professor has no time to talk to a student? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the the Peaks for Time, like I don't have no time. The Peaks for Time Professor, unseen in five semesters, uh, semestral course, slicked hair with the shoulder pads, bestro war. Uh, you know, Sinestro Core. Sinestro is the, the the Green Lantern villain, and he had the ill slicked hair, and he and he had the big shoulder. Well, sometimes there's certain iterations of him that had the big shoulder pads. So that's just kind of you know flipping styles with that. Right, and the Destro, right? Yep, I, I caught that. Right. Yo, thank you so much for breaking down these lines. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't feel like I'm asking him to decipher too much, but. The reason nah, why, man, that's peace. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, man. And the reason why I asked it too is because, um, me being like I said, a fan of lyrics, it just helps to enhance my experience with the album. And I feel like maybe other people out there that like this album, when they hear what you meant with some of these lines, it'll enhance their experience with the project. Yeah, man. So nah, it was a very unselfish. You, uh, I appreciate act. you yeah. touching base and and giving giving the album that much energy of your energy and that much, you know, ear, you know, when, when you write this stuff, when I write this stuff, I don't know who's listening, who, who's going to listen and who's going to care. So it's, it's, it's actually, it feels really powerful to know that there's people listening to the project who care about the lyrics and care about this certain line and care about what I was, what, what I was trying to say. I mean, most people just go, yo, the album's dope. All right what's dope about it you know what, I mean? what do you like and it, it, it's fr it's refreshing to hear when somebody hey now nah, this line stuck in my head and what does it mean like that's that's dope it means that the work is not for it's not for nothing wonderful wonderful again my brother thank you much success and we'll be i'll be looking for you know the new projects give the people your your social platforms and websites where they can actually catch you yes sir um Instagram at Midas, Twitter. No, I'm, I'm wrong. Instagram at Midas the Beast, uh, Midas with a Z. Uh, Twitter at Midas with a Z. I was I was an early Twitter adopter, so I, I, I'm I'm the only at Midas. There's there's no numbers, there's no underscores, nice. none of that. It's at Midas. Uh, you know, so that's really the main two spots that I be at is on Twitter and you know on Instagram. So you know, uh, Bandcamp. Uh, the website is sharpgoldteeth.com. So, you know, if you're looking for any of the old projects or looking for anything like that, you know, sharpgoteeth.com um, also has all that information, um, you know. So that's what it is. That's what's up. And just like that, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this episode. Always remember, you can catch us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You could also catch...
you know, the content that we share on our social media platforms from Instagram at Out the Box Media, our Twitter, Out the Box Media, and our Facebook at Out the Box Radio. Thank you again, Midas. Much success to you. And we're going to sign out. Salute, man. One love. Shout out Out the Box. Peace. Peace.